0: Welcome to Six in the
1: Mix.
2: Link. Yo, when this plot comes
1: to talk, pull a chair and prepare. We have Six in the Mix. When we speak, it's unique. Buried views, no excuse for the news. To be void of some fun and the truth. Word. We are a band of brothers who met and bonded. Starting families and branching out across the United States, we are coming back together to strengthen our relationships through the podcast platform. We call ourselves Six in the Mix, talking faith, family, sports, and politics. Join us on our journey. welcome to episode 20. we want to encourage you in this brand new year please go to Facebook and drop comments and topic suggestions you can find us at six in the mix podcast or you can also find us on our Twitter page at 6 in the mix pod we really would like to interact with those who are listening uh, to the podcast so if you've got ideas suggestions questions uh, we'd really love to have some uh, some fan and listener interaction there uh, so we'd really encourage you there uh, our first uh, our first episode in the new year is going to talk about some goals uh, for the new year. Jeremy going to lead us in that. As always, six in the mix trivia in calling your shot. Uh, what are some of the biggest threats we face the United States faces in 2021. Uh, As always, Ben will be uh, bringing us the feel-good story of the week, and I'll be wrapping up with Fix Your Eyes. So at this time, I'm going to turn over to Jeremy.
2: Thanks, Matt. 2020 is now in the rearview mirror, but it feels as if there's (laughs) strings attached as we flip the calendar year to 2021. Looking back, there's much to reflect upon that is very different from a, quote, normal year. Nevertheless, we press into a new year with living hope, (laughs) and a faithful God who is with us each step of the way, that is, if we let him. Today, we'll open the dialogue with 2021 resolutions, or some may prefer the term goals in this ever changing and challenging cosmos we inhabit. So we launch a hopeful and prosperous agenda for the new year ahead, both of our person and our respective families. So let's share a few as we attempt to encourage each other and really pledge to keep each other accountable to these as we inch into the year 2021. So, gentlemen, we have two platforms uh, to talk about goals or resolutions for you personally and then uh, for your family. And and it could be both or it could be just one or the other. You you make the uh, call there. So we're going to start with Ryan tonight. We're going to go Ryan, Ethan, Matt, Don, Ben, and then I'll close out. So Ryan, give us uh, your goals, your resolutions for 2021. Well, mine will be short and simple. I'm
0: not usually a New Year's resolution type of guy, uh, but I have committed to setting forth a couple of basic goals for myself. And I, I guess I'll just share one for my, for my family as well. And this has actually been talked about before on one of our podcasts. I, I confess I'm not a huge reader, but I am going to commit in 2021 to do some more reading. And I've already launched into that. So um, my wife got me a nice devotional for, for Christmas that I'm, I'm enjoying already. I'm also reading with my family through a, a book that was given to me several years ago by my father-in-law. It's called uh, Endurance. And it's a story of um, a, a guy who sailed into the Antarctic Ocean and he got got stuck there. Shackleton was his name. And so we just started reading that together. And then I'm also reading a book on leadership. And, and, and part of what's prompted that is I've, I've been sorting through a whole bunch of tubs and trying to clean out space. And there are so many books that I have, either I've read part of them or the whole things in grad school, and they're just sitting there. you know. And I, I want to go back and glean some principles and, and truth from these books. I don't want to just sit there and take up space. And so I'm hoping that this is going to be a good year for uh, reading for me of growth. And uh, in terms of my family, I, I talked to them a little bit about it. Nobody really had personal goals that they shared with me. I, I think with Olivia, my oldest, uh, I'm hoping she can this year take more responsibility in terms of what she's going to do at church with piano playing, uh, taking the step forward to maybe provide the piano accompaniment during our our singing time. So that would be a great opportunity for her to grow. And I guess Just kind of as a side note, combining what I said about reading earlier and with what Olivia is doing, I'll add that I'm also taking her through a book written by the Harris Brothers. I don't know if you guys have have heard of this yet or not. This came out several years ago. And if you haven't read it yet, I recommend it, especially if you have teenage kids. But the book is called Do Hard Things. And uh, Olivia and I have just started that going through that together. And it's going to challenge her to really make the most out of her teenage years. So that's it. That's uh, kind of a basic summary of what we're we're hoping to accomplish this year.
2: Well, you said keeping it simple and it at one thing. That was quite a few, and it seems a whole lot more complex than just one thing. But I'll take you at your word. Keep it simple. I get it. All right, Ethan, you're next.
3: I think the first thing that I'll share is I'm not going to have a ton of specifics, uh, and, and the reason for that is my wife and I, last year for the first time, took a weekend. Uh, last year, we did it the first weekend in January. This year, we're going to do it next weekend. Um, but this, is the, this will be the second year in a row that we'll have taken a weekend away uh, just to pray and plan um, and kind of put down on paper what kind of goals we want to see for ourselves, for our relationship, for our family and what we want to trust the Lord with. And so I don't want to uh, jump the horse, so to speak, uh, before we actually have some of that time to be able to do that and share some of what our family goals will be. But I can give a couple things personally that are rolling around in my mind um, as we anticipate 2020. And then I know one or two things that Um, will be true for us, uh, in terms of goals as our family. I think for me, um, in this year, one goal for me is I'm going to join Ryan's bandwagon. Uh, and that is just, just a desire to see, um, a, an increased time commitment in reading, uh, and reading good books, reading for fun, uh, both, um, I think we have the youngest kids of anybody here in the in the group. And so the last few years have been difficult Uh, with young kids. It's just hard to find lots of good reading time. And so we're starting to get to the point of of coming out of some of those early child uh, parenting years. And so looking forward to be and excited about having some additional time to read uh this next year. And so that would be one. Number two, I think for me is is exercise. Um, I know uh the last few years that's that's not been a huge priority for me. Uh my wife is much better at that and and I miss it. Um, and, and it's, it's been good the last couple months of COVID to start getting back into a little bit more of a rhythm with that. And so, um, one of my goals for this year is to make that a a real commitment, um, three times a week. And so the last couple months that's become more often, uh, true. Uh, so I'm thankful for that, uh, but want to continue to grow in that and, um, and to be able to have strength and energy to keep up with our two active boys, um, on the soccer field, especially. Um, so those are, those are two big priorities, I think for me personally. I know for us as a, as a couple and as a family. I think one of the things that Michelle and I are really praying towards this year, as most years, one is we're just praying for the Lord to work in the hearts of our boys. Uh, neither of our boys have made decisions to trust Christ yet. Um, obviously, they're six and four, so they're, they're young. Uh, but we're praying specifically that this would be the year uh, that one or both of them would, would choose to follow Him and, and wanting to continue to initiate conversations with them to help flesh out their understanding of what the gospel means and, and their need for Jesus. Um, So that's one. And then the second thing I know that's a, a big family commitment for us. Is to be intentional in the lives of our neighbors uh, and in the lives of people that we know that are non-believers. Um, and so we we um, we do quite a bit of hosting um, in terms of inviting people into our home or inviting people to do things with us, so that we can build relationships with them. Obviously, friendships, but with the hope of of being of sharing Christ. And so um, we we have some neighbors that we've been investing in for a couple of years now that we've lived in this neighborhood. And so that's that's a that's a family goal of ours that that we kind of make a priority is to, to have time in our schedule to be able to invite and engage some of the non-believing families around us. And so I know that that will continue to be true as one of our goals for this year. Um, other than that, you know, we'll see what happens as we go out of our planning weekend. I know that's not necessarily something that's always a possibility for everybody, but but we would highly recommend it. Uh, Michelle's parents have been great about being willing to watch our boys for us to be able to have that weekend away and just kind of start the year fresh um in our relationship and just having some time to pray um, and dream a little bit about what we want, what we want to trust the Lord with in this year.
2: That's great. You you challenged me for sure with uh, those uh, goals and those aspirations. Very good. Matt, how about you? All right. I get to go after Dr. Dobson. That's great. <laughs> good luck.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, great, great stuff, both from Ryan and Ethan. I think from a family side, it's probably, I think, as Casey and I have talked a little bit, it's, it's trying to get all our all our daughters connected back at church it's been a little bit difficult since we've been either online or I, I think some of our girls have, Connected and and jumped in with the Zoom stuff, and others just really haven't been able to. Now, granted, some of them started school a little bit different um, in you know in-person school for the first time in a while, so they wanted to focus on that. But I, I really feel like there's a there's more of a disconnectedness with our family and church right now, and I don't like that feeling. Um, so we're going to try to figure out what that looks like. Not exactly sure, but I think that's a that's a big goal because there's just some disjointedness and disconnectedness. Um, some I I think it was unavoidable, and I think probably some we could have done a better job working through but that's that's one thing. This year we'll see uh Grace get her driver's license and layla get her driver's permit. So I'm looking for a second and a third job to pay for the insurance yes. this but um no Progressive's actually been pretty good. If we're looking for a sponsor Progressive we'd we'd take it. <laughs> uh but uh they've been pretty good but again, you know we had our we had our first gra- <laughs> t- teaching. So note to self uh, for those with younger kids uh, Teach, teach young folks how to back up in a large parking lot with cones, not so much in your garage um, or else your 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 vehicle in the side of your garage might get uh, dinged up. And uh, it uh, thankfully, it wasn't too bad. But, yeah, it was a, a mistake to gas for the brake. And oh no, 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 stop, 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 stop. And then, you know, and then obviously I, I got loud and then, you know, she didn't think that was too great and she stormed off and oh cell phone went flying. And yeah, so it, uh, it was exciting time. Yeah. If it, Church, you, you want to see,
2: <laughs>
1: you you see that one on video replay, but, uh, but no, great grace has really done a great job. She really is going to be a, she is a good driver. She's going to be a great one. She just had, you know, one of those, one of those moments. But, um, I think for me personally though, uh, 2021, it needs to be a, uh, will be like a health, a healthier. And I think specifically for me, like weight loss. And I, I don't know if you guys have heard about this, but I'm seriously considering betting on my weight loss, um, which kind of sounds weird. If you've ever heard of that, there's, there's websites where you can say, Hey, I want hit, to uh, hit this type of weight loss by this. And they measure it out to make sure you're not like trying to do like 40 pounds in six days and be unhealthy with it. But, you know, just to put a little bit more skin in the game, because it's easy to say, yeah, I'm going to, I want to, I want to cut some weight and and start uh, feeling and looking better um, but sometimes you got to put some stuff down so I'm, I'm really taking a look at that um, maybe share some more specifics I've got to weigh in tomorrow and then really kind of decide which way I want to go how far I want to go but I'd really like to be fairly transformed physically by the end of 2021 that's uh, wow. That's a big goal for me big goal so I'm, not, I'm not a
4: betting man Matt but um, uh, if I could <laughs> get on, on that action like I'm sure like, like whatever, the over under I'll take the over probably <laughs>
1: Yeah, that I'm going to overperform. I would, I would agree.
0: (laughs) Any other bets on that? I'm good. Oh man, Matt, Matt, I I have a friend who actually does that, and if you want me to be one of your uh, people who checks in on you, I'll do that because I do that for him too. So um, I am familiar with the site. If you're looking around at different sites,
1: yeah, I've been looking at Healthy Wage right now. Um, Is that the same one? Yes, that seemed to be one of the most reputable ones. Uh, So yeah, we'll. we'll we'll see that my commitment date might be this Monday or the following Monday, depending on how the weigh in goes. And if I got to replace the scale at work after I step on it, but uh, we, uh, we will see. So yeah,
4: how does does this work? How does this, how does this betting thing work? I'm so fascinated that I want to see it. (laughs) Basically (laughs) you 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 You're going to get a website. It's going to have like your over under or you got your, what, what, how does this work?
1: Yeah. I I, I'll have to check and see if, if other people can get in on, in in on the action. I'm not sure if healthy wage does I think other sites do you get sponsors or people either believing in you or like you (laughs) jokers probably, you know, cheering against you, but, uh, but no, you, you put down, Hey, I want to lose this amount and by when, and then how much do you want to invest on a, on a monthly basis or all in. And then you get, you can make money if you hit your goal, right? It's not just, Hey, I get that money back. You can make money on that. It's kind of like an investment into your health. And then you've got some skin in the game. You've put some stuff down. It's not just your, not just your, your word or your aspiration. You've got Real, real hard-earned money in there. So, well, well, looking at you now, Matt.
4: I would love to invest in in your health. I would love to because I think I could do well. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, <don't, why>? <laughs> <laughs> I think we have a new call in your shot wow. right here. <laughs> I think I'm going to forward my link to
1: for healthy wage to Don. It sounds like he's going to join me. We're going to do this side by side, right, pal?
0: It's uh, it's kind of interesting. I mean, I the little bit I know about it, I know the the friend that I uh, am, am helping with, at least from an accountability. Perspective, it's something like he's going to lose so many pounds, and if he does, he gains four thousand dollars. They they pay him forty, whatever forty one hundred dollars. But I don't know what he put in on the front end. But yeah, as Matt said, you put skin in the game, and that's going to compel you. You don't want to lose that money, and there's a prize at the end of end of the tunnel for you if you can make it through. So to me, it's it's kind of a neat idea. I I'm curious to see what the success rates are and how they how they work out their science to get to those numbers where it's a safe bet for them. Forget about that. I'm curious about how they make money.
2: Yeah. (laughs) That's what I want to know. Are they, hey, is this, the is
1: company oh, selling ads? One? That's the idea. <laughs> have, you, have you listened to Don? He, he's
3: pretty confident that people aren't successful with it. <laughs> but yeah, how do, do you keep people he's... from cheating?
1: I think, you, I, I don't know exactly how it works, but you send in a photo or, you know, something with the newspaper on it. So you, I, I don't know, Ethan. I've I've kind of thought about those things as I've looked into it. it seems seems to be fairly reputable. It sounds, I just kind of wonder, sounds
3: like an absentee
1: ballot, basically,
3: right? <laughs> Is nah, this, here we go is this the job the, the here's the question is this the job that the bookie in Vegas who can't run the numbers effectively is this like the equivalent of the bookies being sent to Siberia like are you the guy that runs the, the wages <laughs> on healthy wage is that like being sent to Siberia for bookies?
4: it sounds like a, it sounds like a money money cash cow
2: is what that sounds like I mean, and ryan's smelling from ear to ear so he's got he's got to have his you know skin in that game somehow
4: i might i might feel i might be interested in looking into this as being a bully <laughs> for this type of uh <laughs> franchise I might,
0: well right right don, matt is there is there is there a website i don't think it's true for healthy wage but is there a website where you can get others betting for and against you and and people i, I think, mean like don said we're well, not that we not that we are, are Gamblers here, but right. I, I believe there,
1: I believe there are because I, I looked at several websites and some did have the, you know, find the people that'll cheer with you or <laughs> you know, whatever. But, you know, anybody who can, you know, who wants to make some money, if they can get your money and hold it for a certain period of time, they can reinvest it and make money. And then there's going to be a certain you know, number of people that just don't make it and you've just given them X amount of
0: dollars. So we, that'll be a calling your shot. You know, do you believe in Matt or not? Are you, you, are you betting on him or against him? <laughs> there yeah. There so more to come, you know, maybe the next
1: episode next week, give me, give, let me see what the real, the real numbers are. And, uh, but yeah, I really got to, I've got to, I've got to square this away. I got, you know, six women in my life and, uh, I can't keep walking down you know, 2020 was it was behind us, but it can't be another repeat. So,
0: well, to to, to make a great quote, we need you.
2: I'm all in. Very good. I if you don't have any more, I'm going to give this to Don, but I'm glad Don came afterwards, because I think maybe one of his personal goals will be a financial investment addition. Uh, so, Don, it's all you. <laughs> When I
4: heard this, uh, heard this topic raised, you know, I saw, I, I, I knew for some reason I knew Ryan would say reading just because I know he doesn't read a lick and he's gonna, I can't imagine how old those books are that he's got to pull out of his, his, uh, box from his college days, right? You know, they have published books from, from 1933 on. So I mean, just want to give you a heads up. there. There is some up-to-date stuff out there, um, you know, Ethan is going to be witnessing to people. I don't know how he's going to accomplish that in COVID, but he's got to invite people over and probably uh, turn himself in after he uh, after he uh, shares the
3: gospel. I, I don't know how they'll do it
2: successfully. <laughs> <when> <laughs> we know that. Oh, uh, I was going to
3: say one of the one of the things that one of the thing, one of the ways to do that is just outside. We just use our back deck, so- social distancing.
4: <laughs> are we masked? Are we, are we fully masked?
3: Or, or we, we don't, you don't we don't have masks. Not- out there, do you? <laughs> Uh, we we do have masks, but not in our backyard, not on our deck. So we have we've had people over for cookouts and stuff. And the benefit of the South is it's still warm. All right, risk risk takers, I love it.
4: So yeah, then uh, then and then Matt's uh, losing weight. That that was that was that of course had to be a part of it. So I think mine, you know, kind of mine are kind of. Uh, <laughs> kind of go along the weight side of things, but first thing I'm gonna do, my first goal or resolution is to eat more tacos. Uh, for some reason <laughs> I have
2: gotten I away from it. tacos.
4: I don't know why. I oh, tacos man. are the greatest thing ever. And there's so many different things you can do with them. So I think, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna have it lean heavily on the shrimp tacos. Try to come up with a good sauce for my, for some shrimp tacos. And so I'm gonna eat more tacos this year. One thing I'm gonna I'm gonna go healthier, too. I'm gonna stop buttering my donuts. Um, <laughs> I don't want to do that anymore. Kids, kids look at me funny every time I do it, so I've got to stop. I figure. Um,
1: what, what, wait, you wait, know, wait, wait a yeah. second. What,
4: what?
1: What? I've never heard of this in my life. You butter your donuts? Oh my goodness! Can't tell why? Oh,
4: it's like it's 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 like pouring. Creamy candy over already an already candy donut. I mean, it's just, it's just absolutely stunning. It's it's life changing for one. And uh, and then you put on a little of butter. I mean, butter makes everything better. So, um,
2: are you what? eating with them with a, a knife and fork Seinfeld style, or, or are, we just, <laughs> are we just cramming them down? We're,
4: we're we're shoving them. We're firing
2: them down the throat. As okay, best.
4: all right. Don is you got to find a good brand donut of shop, butter? man. You got to stop going to Duncan. <laughs> Well cool. yeah, I like the uh, I, I like the salted butter. We had canned ones. I mean, that's, that's that's
5: what not. kind of donut do you put that on
4: it you know I noticed there you know there's a there's a nice little gas station it's called bills bill's gas station and they've got the best donuts I don't know where they get their donuts from obviously I know they don't make them there but they have really good donuts and so I I, I, I mean, thankfully my wife doesn't listen to my podcast so
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> until it, my next commercial
4: yeah, and, and I know she has some friends that may listen to it so i i i beg of you not to uh relay this information to her but i will sneak off to this bill's bill's gas station and and pump some uh pump some pump their donuts down my throat and i will grab a a a handful of butter from uh from the local canister there they got there and uh i will Oh yeah! I'll get a plastic knife and I'll just hunker down in my in my Toyota Highlander and just fire. Them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is just t- time out. Do any of you other guys have you ever done that before?
5: Negative. <laughs> Never heard of it. Nope. <laughs> so, you, guys,
4: you guys are missing out. You guys are missing out. I, 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 I give it a shot. Give it a shot. It'll it'll change your life. It'll
1: there was life. a there was a level of concern when you assembled the bunker. Now <laughs> the, the the level of concern is beyond calc- calculability. Or however you want to say it, I can't well, calculate it.
4: Well, I haven't finished yet. Give me a break here. Give us a chance. Okay. okay, so so yeah, so since so I've got one more, and since I'm going to be probably putting on some weight with your you know with more tacos, and I'm cutting back with the butter on the donuts, I'm also looking into uh, starting starting smoking to. to lose weight. <laughs> I mean, have you seen these smokers? They are like rail thin. They're like Ryan. Brian. I mean, Ryan. You gotta be a closet smoker. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I he heard menthol's the best. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. Yeah, I'm gonna start smoking to lose weight. Those are my three: eat tacos, stop buttering my donuts, and start smoking to lose weight. Oh man, I'm a, I'm a big Six fan. of The, the first The ratings just went way up. <laughs> but Ben already looks exasperated.
0: We're like five ten minutes in. <laughs>
5: <laughs> well I, Ben get, Ben gets his turn I'm here, so I feel like we were doing really good after Ryan and Ethan. And then it just, I mean, it went off hey. the cliff after that. Bring us uh, back. Then we started talking about wagering. Then we started talking about smoking donuts. I don't I was just like
2: um, it's that it's that moment in It's a Wonderful Life where he is back on the bridge. Clarence, bring me back. Bring me back, Clarence. I want to live. Oh, all right, Ben help us out. <laughs>
5: I'm going to follow Ryan's cue and try to keep this really short, and uh, I did not prepare quite as good of a comedic script as Don, so I'll see if I can just bring us back to the middle a little bit. Yeah, so for us, um, you know, I think, so we'll have our oldest, he'll be flipping over from elementary student to middle school student, so it just, it reminds me of a a phrase my mother-in-law said often that the, um, the days are long, but the years are, the years move really fast. And so it's just, you know, um, really trying to make sure I'm, I'm spending the right amount of time and investing good quality time in my boys as they grow up. And every year, every year seems like it goes faster. So I um, just want to really do that from a family perspective. I think for me personally, one area where I would really like to spend some focus um, and hopefully, um, Lord willing, make some progress in, in just in my prayer life. I know some others um in, a, in the leadership of our church and other areas who are they're very faithful men and women of prayer they they they're just prayer warriors and I feel like that's an area that i can certainly make um, some improvement in. So that that's one thing that I'm going to try to do. Um, you know, the fitness things are great. I, I try to do that each year. 2020 was kind of a rough year for me in that area, as well as a lot of people. So trying to get back on the wagon a bit there. And I will also give up buttering my donuts.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Since you're going to be the prayer warrior of us all, you do have at least Don to pray for. So the you know, massive heart attack doesn't come too soon.
5: Well, well, and I'm going to pray about, which, I'm going to pray about which way to wager on Matt's yeah, objectives. Yeah. So, yes. <laughs> oh,
2: all good things. All good things. Do well, not. Do not bet against me. So. <laughs> oh, you can just see it in Matt's eyes. The competitiveness is starting to boil. It may, it may help this young man out. All right, you guys have all given really good ones. I'll finish out with mine, and we'll move on to the next segment. for For me personally, I'll do my personal ones uh, here. I I, I want to be more self disciplined, specifically with my schedule, uh, including the time that I that I have. Every moment seems like it's busy doing something for somebody else, or with school, or with church. Or whatever, and uh, I know that I miss I miss lots of minutes, and cumulatively that that turns into hours. Ben, kind of like your idea of this this days are long, years are really short kind of thing. And I know I'm missing. I'm missing big bulks of productive time because of my mismanagement. And so I want to I want to really aggressively hit that. And so I've got some tools to help myself do that. And then another personal goal would be that uh, my little hobby farm would uh, be successful uh, for us, uh, particularly because I'm going to be using some of those monies to help our oldest go to college. This is uh, her senior year. And so we're already we're already knocking into that uh, that time of our life. So it's a little bit intimidating, tragic. Traveling different schools, trying to, well schools that actually have on campus doing all these virtual events that's that's kind of a big deal so we're gonna try to do our best to help uh, her get through school as well as the other kids that we have coming up through but um, for us that's a that's a that's a, a daunting task and um, so with people in ministry you know that uh, money sometimes isn't always there and so we're just praying for a, a faithful year and, and a, a good year for that uh, for our family uh, the thing that comes to mind is that whatever family event we're going to do, uh, be it fun together or with somebody else or whatever the case that I would do my absolute best to make it really memorable, um, specific to the kids that we are, we're entertaining or we're dealing with. So as a step into that, Amber and I today left right after church and uh, we went and got a, a couch and a loveseat and we're putting together a little entertainment area for our kids down in our basement that they've never had so that they can invite kids over and have a, a little spot to be able to go. And so we're, we're already making progress in that. We want, uh, we want our kids to enjoy time with uh, our family and time with their friends and um, but under our roof, and so uh, we're making steps to to really do that, and make our our house a place that is comfortable for a lot of people, a lot of kids specifically, and for our children. But to make them uh, to make them very sp- uh, seem very special to us, so uh, those memorable moments. So that's what I'm looking forward to. So anyway, great goals, great thoughts, great resolutions, and uh, we'll we'll keep each other accountable as much as we can. Specifically with Matt, sounds like so uh, we're gonna we're gonna make that uh, make that happen. So I'm turn it back over to. Uh, Uh, To Matt. All right. You guys know what time it is.
1: That is right. It is six in the mix trivia with a special focus on New Year's. We have several questions and several songs, so we will get into it. Question number one. The first New Year's Eve ball was dropped in Times Square in what decade? The first Don, go ahead. 40s. I'm sorry, that's not correct. What decade was the ball in Times Square first dropped? What decade? Ryan. Go ahead, Ben.
3: (laughs) The 50s.
1: That's not correct. Ryan, go ahead. The roaring 20s. No, well, that's not correct.
2: Ethan or Jeremy? Yeah, I'll take Ethan. a turn. Jeremy, uh, let's go with the 1930s. <laughs> All right, Ethan, you got you got one shot. The
1: board is yours. I'm gonna say the 80s. <laughs> Night, like the 1980s or the 1880s. Yeah. 1980s. <laughs> He's going to say the 1980s. That is not correct. Gang, the first ball drop in Times Square was back in 1907. What? 1907, it was dropped from a flagpole. Yeah, right. I mean, who would have thought? But, yeah, that, that's been going on for a long time. All right. Do I get what? the point for being closest or no? No, I get the point because none of you jokers were correct. So make sure you're putting it down. When I get a, when I get a question that you guys don't know, that's a point for me. So. All right. How much does the Times Square New Year's Eve ball weigh? And this one will be closest to the mark. So each one of you have a guess. So it's not the first one in. So unless one of you gets it right on the right on the. So we're talking the
2: current the current ball, not the one dropped in.
1: Yep. How much does the Times Square New Year's Eve ball weigh? Jeremy, two thousand pounds. Okay, Jeremy's got two thousand. Brian. Brian, what do you got? 4,000 pounds. Okay, we got 2,000, 4,000. Ben, what do you say?
5: 4,001. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Look, the price right is coming for oh, yes. <laughs> ethan what do you think i'm gonna go uh 1500 pounds 15 so 1500 so we had yes. 1500 2000 4000 and 4001 don what is your thoughts
4: i gotta think that this ball has has been updated in the last ten years or so, and it's probably full of LED lights. These things can't weigh that much, so I'm going to go uh, uh fourteen ninety nine. Fourteen ninety nine. So one thousand
1: four hundred ninety nine pounds. Yep, yep. Well, the actual retail price or weight <laughs> of the ball is eleven thousand eight hundred seventy five pounds, giving the correct Whoa. answer to none other than Ben. Wow, eleven
2: thousand <laughs> yeah. pounds.
1: Yeah, it's 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 pretty massive structurally. Uh, obviously, they probably had to support that. So, yeah, yeah. It's heavier than I
4: thought it was. Leave it to New York to figure out the most inefficient way to drop a ball.
1: <laughs> a lot of taxpayer dollars goes into that. <laughs> I about that. All right, according to a 2020 survey, so this was from one year ago. What was the most popular New Year's resolution? Uh bad. Ethan. Don. Lose weight. <laughs> Ben? Stop drinking. Not so much. Ethan was Ethan. next. Ethan. I'll say exercise. Oh. That's it. Ethan gets it. It is exercise. They were looking to exercise more. So Don, it was close. I think yeah. Yeah, people probably had to exercise to lose weight, but was really looking for that word exercise. So I hear you. all right, we've got three we've got three songs um, to cue it up. Uh, and again, name is your buzzer, and the first one is playing right about now.
4: God Rest Gentlemen.
1: Don.
4: Go ahead, Don. Uh, God Rest You Merry Gentlemen
1: by Christ The Petersons. <laughs> on that is correct Whoa. nice that is absolutely correct we didn't have a whole lot of Christmas songs so I wanted to kind of kind of uh cue back to uh to uh, to a Christmas tune
0: I'm surprised you guys do know this this uh these, these guys well like, like I said like I said I think they visited my church a long time ago but they were a lot younger I think we talked about this I think on the podcast that's uh, right so. that's, that's how,
1: right. how it kind of kind of came up a little bit so yeah, yeah we got
4: we went and saw them in Branson, and man, let me tell you, they were fantastic. It was absolutely one of the best shows I've been to there, and I can't wait to go back to hear them again.
0: Yeah, good job. Good job. You got that pretty quickly, Don. You you uh you must recognize. There's something about that sound, or was it like a bluegrass sound, or? Yeah, they're
4: bluegrass, um, and uh, yeah, that that's the uh, youngest of the uh, of the family, and yeah, she's got a very uh, authentic, you know a voice
1: he can pick out so yeah very unique one all right moving on to song number two in here we go man I
2: love that organ Jeremy the church is Jeremy one, the church is one foundation don't know who wrote it Wesley.
1: So, oh, I love you, Jeremy. <laughs> but, but, but no, that's that, that's not it. Now, that is the tune. I think the it might be the same tune for the church as One Foundation, but there's actually a different uh, a different uh, song, like lyrics that are written for that put to that tune that I'm looking for. <sighs> That's a great one, though. I could, could certainly. Uh, it, Ryan, put you, him down for half point. Are you looking for the organ player, the person performing this? No, the person who wrote the actual hymn. And, and it's not the Church's One Foundation. No, this is this is one we sang. You know, back at, at uh I think we sang it back at, at Pillsbury. Come come the New Year. Well, you guys, I've got you. I've got you blanked out. Yeah, it's, it's kind of one of those things with hymns. Sometimes, you know, one tune can be you put to several different hymns. So this one is actually called Another Year is Dawning. Oh, yeah. And this is by Francis Ridley Havergal. Wow. I wrote the lyrics to that. Another okay. year is dawning, dear father, let it be. It was on the tip of my tongue. Can I? Yeah. (laughs) I thought, I I was pretty sure one of you would get it. Um, I thought, yeah, maybe Jeremy, maybe even, maybe even Don. Um, so I I don't, I I,
4: I was going to say, uh, the, the, who, who's playing that I was going to say Judy Witta and Carol that's I'm it playing the piano and the organ
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll put that tandem up against anybody they were absolutely fantastic that yeah, brings you back to Sunday nights at uh, yeah, church you're exactly. like <laughs> <laughs> fantastic all right last uh, last song here we go <laughs>
2: You're calling me over You're pulling me close With love you surround me You give me hope Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're taking me deeper
1: <laughs> Good Your tune name. What are you thinking for sure. Man. A lot of heads kind of nodding.
0: Yeah, you. Ryan. Ryan! You hold my head up. Feel welcome
1: That'll be minus one point for you, young man.
0: What? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just because it's you. Any other thoughts from the, uh, any guesses? It's Jordan Feliz, right? It's not, it's not correct. No, it's not Uh, Jordan Feliz. (laughs) Is it a group or a single person? It's a single person, yep. I don't know.
4: I've heard the song, but I don't know who sings
0: it. All right. I haven't heard a song play this long since America the Beautiful. (laughs)
1: that was maybe the saddest six in the mix podcast moment from 2020 in my opinion oh my goodness yeah all right in three two one that song is called made new and that's by lincoln brewster (laughs) Yeah, I thought for sure somebody would get that, but a little bit deeper, but I thought somebody might get that. Well, that is a wrap for uh, Six in the Mix trivia. Going to turn it over
0: to Ryan for calling your shot. Well, it is 2021 and we are still in the middle of a pandemic. Our country is dealing with a lot of anxiety, a lot of concern, a lot of worry. Uh, We've got a lot of threats facing us internally and externally, and based upon some previous conversations we've had on the podcast, I thought it might be helpful for us to all call our shot and identify what each one of us thinks is the biggest threat that our country faces in this coming year. And we have narrowed it down to five options that each, each one of us will choose from. And, and those five options are China, COVID-19, a civil war, the threat to the dollar, and the Biden and Harris administration. So it'll be interesting to see where everybody lands here. And I, uh, I know where I've landed, but I'll, I'll hold my answer till the end here. So let's uh, let's hop right in, and we'll start start with uh, the one who gets us all going. That's Don.
4: Man, I, I came up with I came up, you know, I I saw all these, I've got I've got notes and notes and notes on each and every topic. And trying to figure out which one to pin it down to. I don't know. <laughs> uh, you know, China is 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 ranking up there, but my fear with China is I don't even know if we know if we if we even scratch the surface as far as how much we uh have found or discovered uh, China is involved with, whether it be our politics or, uh, you know, our economy. I mean, I just think they're in so deep. I don't think we even know how deep they're in. And it's scary when I'm, when I was researching it, just, just the more I researched it, the more it scared me. And, and, uh, from the latest, uh, spying scandal that, uh, what is it? That representative Eric Solwell, uh, was, uh, uh who's, uh, who's in the house intelligence committee, um, uh, may have had an, a relationship, uh, with, uh, with a Chinese spy. Um, and I, I saw that Mitch McConnell is even tied to the Chinese. His wife is, has a major, is a major, uh, player and, uh, you know, uh, challenge you guys to take a look into that if you haven't, haven't uh, that, that makes me squeamish to think about what's happening there uh, but to be honest with you I think I'm going to go with uh, civil war I think uh, I think the U.S. is is at a tipping point um, I saw that a Pew Research poll was completed last year two, or two years ago I guess now, 2019 they found that the public trust in the government is at an all-time low, only 17% of Americans say that they can trust the government in Washington to do what is right. Now, that was 2019, two years ago. I mean, I can't imagine what it is now. And I think that as more information comes out about um, the Biden administration and what that looks like, whether whether he is inaugurated uh, in the coming weeks or not, um, and also I fear for what is being produced in our uh, elections results. And um, I can't believe that as we look at it, that the information and the data that is being presented. Um, uh, to election fraud, then no one seems to be talking about it. And I think that um, in this past week, when I saw, I just saw clips and things like that of the Georgia uh, Senate hearings, and they had over a hundred. They had over a hundred people come forward. They had a hundred people come forward and and testify about uh, things that they saw. A hundred people, and not not much has been covered about it. Um, The one that was stood out to me was that they had one guy while he was talking, breaking into, (laughs) into uh, one of the early uh, voting machines. I mean, it it, it was just incredible. And, And yet we seem to not want to discover truth at this point. I don't know. I mean, at this point, I just want to know what's happening. I want people to look into it. So I fear that as we, divulge more information to the public, whether it come through, obviously the media is not going to do its part, but I think Americans are smarter than what the media thinks they are. And I think they're going to find it out for themselves. I fear for what the, uh, what the, what the American population um, is, how they're going to react uh, as, as more and more information comes out. So I think civil war right now is my, is my
0: uh, biggest fear. Thanks, Don. While Don was talking, I was thinking, is there a way we're going to be able to measure this? Some of our calling our shots are, are predictive, right? And so it's an event that will happen. So we'll have to try to figure out how we're going to vote at the end of the year to see who, uh, who got this one right. All right, Jeremy, how about you? What's, uh, what do you think is the biggest threat facing our country this coming year?
2: Well, Ryan, thank you. I, as we look at the at the list that you gave us, I was disappointed that one of the options was not ourselves. I, in, my, in my estimation, Americans as a whole are shooting themselves in the foot because of how irresponsibly I think as a whole – we have we have treated our country and i think it's just it's a desperate situation it's frustrating and there are unintended consequences and there are a lot of lot of things that will be taking place i think that all of these are are some, somewhat symptoms of uh so i think there's i think there's deeper things than what you've listed but if i have to list one of these things i was i was tending toward the same as done civil war but I think one of the unintended consequences that will happen in 2021 will be the threat to the dollar. It doesn't matter how things flesh out. I think there's going to be I think there's going to be unrest to the point where the dollar gets pushed around to um, people and to countries and to other situations where it's going to become extremely volatile. And I think we're going to see some unrest there. <laughs> And just my personal opinion, that's kind of what I'm thinking, that's what my gut is saying. Uh, but it's because of other things that have, have, we've seen under, under, underlying um, ourselves as, as Americans. And so uh, I'm going I'm to select the threat to the dollar.
0: And that one will be felt by, by all of us. I guess it's a matter of when at the rate we're shelling out money for stimulus packages, huh? Okay, thanks, Jeremy. Uh, let's go to my old roommate, Ethan.
3: As I was kind of contemplating how I was going to answer this question, I think it's a hard one, especially given the limitations of the the, – or the choices that we're choosing from, each of which I think has significant – there's a lot of potential in in many of them in terms of being threats that we face. But I I think – I think what I would say one of the biggest threats, and, and I, <clears throat> I probably would take a combination of Don and Jeremy. I, I'm with. I guess if I have to pick the five, I guess I'll start off by saying the Civil War component. Um, but I'm not. I'm not referring to that in a physical sense, as in that there's going to be a an actual war. I think one of the biggest things for me that's a threat to. Our country to our way of life is the, the best way that I can probably illustrate it is there's a there's an author named Henry Cloud who wrote a book um, I think it's uh, Changes That Heal I think is the name of it anyway he talks about um, four signs of adulthood um, four barriers of adulthood and so one of them that he talks about is um, moving through what he calls the good-bad split, and he describes it as this process of moving from adolescence to adulthood and recognizing that things aren't all good or all bad. Now, apart from the Lord, we understand that's that's an that's the exemption, uh, that's the exception of the rule, but. Um, when we tend to view things as all good or all bad, um, it tends to leave us in a state of defensiveness. It tends to lead us in a, in a, in a state of being unwilling to listen and see the other side. Um, and I think one of the biggest challenges we have in our country right now is philosophically, um, we have lost the ability to have dialogue we've lost the ability to um, listen um, we've lost the ability to recognize that I my political views, my philosophical views, aren't necessarily guaranteed to be right. Um, and the other guy's not all wrong, um, in every way. And so I think that's, that's a big challenge. Now there are things that we would look at and say, yes, God's word says this is wrong. This is right. Um, for sure. But I think we see this being played out, uh, and being driven even more with social media and just kind of the, the retreating into farther and farther away, um, places. And so I think it's, it's driving, I think in some ways it's driving our society. Um, and in some ways I think we, we feel like we're not really moving, but society's moving farther and farther away from us. And I think that's, um, that's a part of it. And part of it is the natural recourse of, of God's, um, of what the Bible says, you know, the natural devolution of sin is. Um, and so we see that, but I think that's a big, I think that's a big issue. That's a threat to our country is kind of people, you know, being so, um, convinced that it, it turns into some of the things that we see in terms of violence, in terms of, um, other things. And, and it just, I think that has the potential of being the, the biggest threat.
4: I think you're dead on Ethan. Cause I think, um, and I think maybe Jeremy would, you know, and what to piggyback with Jeremy was, I think we're all kind of agreeing here. Um, at least, you know, Jeremy and Ethan talking about what I'm hearing is that we've got truth. We can't agree on truth. Right. None of us. Uh, no one seems to be able to agree on truth. And if we can't agree on truth, I think, isn't that how wars get started? And I'm not saying civil war like back in Lincoln was president. By any means. I'm saying it's like we are going to destroy ourselves with it from within civil war.
0: Don, when you mentioned civil war earlier, were you making any reference to physical war at all? Are they getting violent at all?
4: Well, I think that there's definitely a potential of, of violence erupting. I'm not saying it's going to be on a mass scale. Um, you know, where states are, are, are warring against other states. Uh, Boy, I hope that doesn't come to, I don't think that would ever happen, but I just think, I just think that civil war is maybe something, like I said before, uh, we, we are, we are going to destroy ourselves from within.
0: Sounds like so far, everybody is on, on the same thought wave here. Okay, Ben, let's see if you uh, continue the same, same wave going.
5: Yeah, it's kind of tough to go later in the list here because a lot of what others are saying are things that have gone through my mind. Especially, uh, it really resonates with me uh, some of Ethan's comments about how kind of the whole way the structure is set up, everything is is polarized. Everything is binary. There's a one side or the other side. There's no middle anymore. There's upper class and there's Poverty. There's no middle anymore. It's just like it, it, the everything gets further and further apart. One area, especially, that jumps out to me. Um, I saw an article that was talking about kind of the, the finances and what is the world going to look like on the other side or as we try to climb out of this pandemic. And I saw a couple stats I thought were pretty interesting that total debt, and this is across the whole globe, um, has increased by 15 trillion dollars in 2020. Wow. And they are anticipating that debt will reach 365 percent of the global um gross domestic product by the end of the year. So it's like more than three times of what, uh, annual GDP is for the whole globe. It's crazy. And they're also saying things. So, you know, a lot of the countries, richer countries, they help, um, financially with lower income countries that giving has dropped by $700 billion from 2019 to 2020. So just kind of the whole global financial situation is a mess. And, you know, Ryan, You alluded to the um, stimulus checks and and where, you know, where is this money going to come from? And maybe that you know, maybe that bill won't come due in 2021, but it's going to come due eventually here. And and what are the ramifications going to be? You know, we're just, we think about what we, we probably all do from a household perspective of trying to put together some sort of budget, trying to live within your means and at a nation or international level that just isn't even a consideration. It's just let it rip and somebody down the road is going to pay for it. Eventually it's just kind of a scary way to operate. Um, so that comes to me, but I also really enjoyed or maybe not enjoyed is the right word, but, um, totally agreed with a lot of what Ethan said about how we all, all kind of move further and further away. Everybody's camps get farther apart and, and how do we reconcile that or try to try to reconcile that.
0: Thanks, Ben. So would, would your vote then be the threat to the dollar as the top threat?
5: Yeah, maybe. It's, I mean, it's a lot of it's COVID-19 related, but we've been borrowing way more money than we've had for forever. So it's not really a new thing with COVID. It's something that's been around for a long time. So, yeah, threat to the dollar, just overall financial issues.
0: Got it. OK,
1: Matt. The United States has always faced External threats. You know, it's how the nation was born. Right. We revolted against, you know, England. Right. That uh, that that we were represented in the new country. And um, it was born out of that. And And at every point in our nation's history where external threats has risen up you know, and in some cases, obviously generated world wars, we have, we have risen up and we've, we've met that challenge. And I don't think that'll, that'll ever stop because anytime there is a prosperous nation, a nation that to some degree is built on, you know, moral principles, Christian principles, there will always be, you know, the opposing uh, threat there. So I don't think it's an external threat. I think I would agree with you guys. It's an internal threat, but I think it's, I think it's subtle. Uh, and I think, I think Don, you had started to talk about it. And some of you guys mentioned it too. It's, it's it, what is truth, right? You go back to back in Jesus's day, pilot, right? Pilots <laughs> talking to Jesus. What, and he says, what is truth, right? What is, what is, what is real? And it's quite a paradox because the most, Truthful being of all time is standing right in front of him. As Acapella said, it's standing right in front of you. <laughs> He's standing right there, and you're missing him. And Amen. I think, I think, uh, I believe it's it's the biggest threat is our internal inability to to know and cling to truth. And I think a lot of, and I wouldn't even list it as like the Biden Harris administration because I think there's corruption at all different levels under all different types of of, of government as well. I just think there, there is so much inter, interwoven deceit within our nation uh, that it's it's very difficult. And I think it will lead to some type of, uh, you know, whether it's civil war, or it's just going to be interesting to see what the United States looks like in 20 years, in 30 years, you know, as we're passing it on to our children, what that's going to look like. And so, I think our inability to be able to understand and cling to truth is, is what's destroying us right now. And you could probably even point to the church uh, as well. Um, So many different, you know, we look very much like the world. Um, And so I, I don't know that the church has a really strong standing to be able to to be able to speak against that either. So, um, I think the devil's waging a, a, a very strategic war on truth. Um, and it's, it's, uh, it's coming to bear in, in the United States. So if I had to lean on it, boy, how do you pick one? Um,
0: yeah, it'd probably, probably be the civil war, but really related to, to, to truth. Got it. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, everything you guys have said is is spot on and I I actually, when I thought about it, I looked at the list and I thought about it, and I'm like, yeah, these are all bad situations <laughs> coming up in 2021. It's just unbelievable how, how we've gotten to this place, but I'm going to actually take a different route than everybody. I, I am going to actually say China. And I know there's a quote that's been attributed to Abe Lincoln, who, who said the only way we're going to, you know, find ruin as a nation is internally, not externally, which, you know, it's kind of been f- fudged over the years a little bit exactly with what he said. But, um, I'm going to say China because I feel like all the other, all the other. I guess, options in our list, I think you can point back to China to some degree. Um, and I don't want to, I don't want to play in conspiracy theory land here. But if I look at the options here, we've got China, we've got COVID-19, which sprung up from China and has wreaked havoc all throughout the world. And as you know, what it's done to our country, loss of life, loss of employment. Um, you've got maskers, anti-maskers. Uh, it's just, it's just continued COVID chaos, as I like to call it. Civil war. I I don't know to what degree China would impact a civil war. Do I think they've had a hand in, in bringing discord to our country? I do. But I agree with you guys. I think a lot of it is we're we're on separate islands right now. I mean, there's, there's one worldview and there's another worldview and I've never seen them so opposed to each other. Uh, we've, we've had differences in our country over the years, but boy, it feels like it used to be, they'd argue about, Hey, how much should taxes go up this year? And we can't even, we can't even agree on what a gender is anymore. So you just, totally opposite universes we're living in right now. And of course, the threat to the dollar, China, China is the one that stands to gain from the threat to the dollar, right? They're, they're going to be the, they're striving to be where we have been the top superpower in the world. And they're going to be the ones profiting economically when the dollar declines, you know, China, they're, they're handling their money. Well, right. They're profiting during all of this and they're creating relationships in Latin America and Africa, economic relationships all over the world. So it will be really interesting, not only this year, but in coming years to see how that plays out. And then Biden and Harris, I would I would argue that how, how do they relate to China? I would say they are a lot friendlier to China than Donald Trump has been. And so we're going to see a lot more cozying up to China. I don't think they're going to be held to account like they should be under the coming administration. So in the end, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to land on China, though I share the terrible concern that we all have about what is truth. And uh, we, we as Americans cannot seem to agree on it in a post, what'd you call it, Jeremy? Post-truth world, not a post-modern world, but a post-truth world.
2: Post-truth or post-Christian, yeah.
0: So, yeah, that's where I'm going to plant my flag. And and, and uh, we'll have to get together at the end of the year to see what, what really played out as the biggest threat. And um, maybe the list is imperfect that we've created, um, but I think we're, we're sharing a lot of the same thoughts. So, all right. Hey, let's uh, let's head on to a positive note to our friend Ben with the uh, feel-good story of the week.
5: Yeah, let's find some kind of segue here. I guess I'm not exactly sure what uh, what my segue sentence or short uh, paragraph is going to be to switch us over, but I guess I'm looking forward to the Fix Your Eyes segment because I think that's what we need to do sometimes when we get taken down by the world. So I'm looking forward to the segment after this one. So I'll I'll, I'll be in and out here, and then we'll move on to Heavenly Things, which is a great place to to put our focus um, so uh, feel good story of the week here here's a cool one I, I think anyway so there's a, a couple uh, Mike and Judy they make and distribute toys uh, to kids and, and families who can't afford toys during the Christmas time of year this year they made and distributed 1400 1400- Toys. Uh, they're in the Arizona area, but originally from Montana. So we've got some connections there with Ethan being Mon- from Montana land. But um, yeah, really cool. They actually um, also partner um, with folks in their community to help. Fund all of this because it the toys they made this year, even though they make them, it's still to buy all the supplies and tools and everything. It was like nineteen thousand dollars. So they have a, a GoFundMe page where they raise all that money, so twenty thousand dollars plus. Uh, they raise every year, they've been doing it for seven years. And this year, and um, they made 1,400 toys that they were able to hand out um, to shelters and other places all around the community where they live. And uh, a really really uh, fun. To me, it was a a feel good story of the week for this holiday giving time of the year.
1: That's great. Thanks for sharing that, Ben. We're going to move into uh, fix your eyes, and I'm I'm excited to, to move into this. We're actually going to move into a, a kind of like a topic on fix your eyes that I think will stretch over the course for sure the next six to seven episodes, maybe longer. Uh, but we have shared our testimonies on regeneration, and and those were certainly a joy. But now we want to turn our attention to sanctification. So the principles of a Christian's position in Christ may be the Single most underpreached, undertaught, underlived, and misunderstood truths in all of Christendom. It's no wonder that the church looks much like the world. It's the wrestle, or at least it should be, of every Christian. Go back to Adam and Eve, go back to the biblical writers, and to us in the present age. If you look at Psalm 86, 11, David says, Teach me your way, O Lord, that I may walk in your truth. Unite my heart to fear your name. It's interesting that he would bring up a prayer that would say, unite my heart. Why pray for a united heart if our heart is solely devoted to Christ? And I think the answer is fairly obvious. There's there's a wrestle there. We certainly know it should be, and our devotion should be uh, 100% focused on Christ, but At times it's not. And again, I'll go back to the to a couple of the lyrics of the hymn that we used for Fix Your Eyes in last episode. But just listen to the songwriter writes, Come thou long-expected Jesus, born to set thy people free. From our fears and sins release us, let us find our rest in thee. By thine own eternal spirit, rule in all our hearts alone. By thine own sufficient merit, raise us to thy glorious throne. I think you can hear it in, in the songwriter's cry there. By your own eternal spirit, rule in all our hearts alone. We're not able to do it in and of ourselves. So how do we, how do we as Christians live in an honoring way, in a way that In a a way that reflects who Christ is and who we are in Christ. Churches nowadays, and even when we grew up, I believe we're too far focused on an individual status, outward appearance, cultural relevance, and easy believism. And I think you still see it in the church today. What is needed to live by faith? I would submit it's the same belief that was wrought at salvation. As Paul said, as you have received Christ Jesus, the Lord, so walk in him. It's not a new formula. It's the same formula, but this is far easier said than done. So the aim of future episodes will be to share truths that we have each personally wrestled with as we're seeking to live out our sanctification and our position in Christ as men as fathers, as husbands, as those uh, who serve in church, as those who uh, work in the community. At this time of year, where we rejoice at the birth of Jesus, as we enter into a new year and contemplate all that the gift of the eternal Son of God means for us, not just in regeneration, uh, but in our daily lives, it does behoove us to spend some time thinking about what does it mean to live by faith? So, just encourage all of us to, to consider who we are in Christ. And I am excited to hear what you guys are going to have to say and hopefully maybe even interacting a little bit. Uh, next week I'll share, uh, kind of my thoughts and where, what I've learned, but probably more importantly, what I still have yet to learn and, and hope. I, I will learn from you guys. So uh, that's a wrap on episode 20 on this, the third day of January, year of our Lord 2021. And we want to wish everyone listening a happy and holy new year. This was Six in the Mix talking faith, family, sports, and politics. Find our episodes on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast content. Review us and leave a comment. Visit our Facebook page at Six in the Mix Podcast and comment on what topics you'd like us to discuss. We are also on Twitter at
0: Six in the Mix Pod. Join us on our journey.